What's up, everybody? There's no intro this week because there's nobody in Miss Marvel who I feel like I can do a good voice of. Um, but this is the intro. We're obviously going to be talking about Miss Marvel. We're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars a little bit, the Obi Wan show. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Sony Cinematic Spider Man universe, whatever the hell that's called, Spum or whatever. Uh, and it's going to be a great time. So strap in for the Infinity Watch Podcast. We, we need to come up with a really whiny voice for friend zone Bruno. Oh yeah, that that hurt my soul this episode. It's like, oh <laughs> I wanna be in love with Kamala, not yeah. Kamran.com. <laughs> Haram.comron. Whatever whatever it was, I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. My name is Tommy. I'm here with my co-host Eric. This is season three. Episode seven. We're here to talk about the second episode of Miss Marvel. Um, yeah, I guess there's nothing really easily equipable with this series at all so far, at least. So far, so far, we will see. Then you just can't have, you know, two grown men doing a Kamala Khan voice either. It doesn't really. I don't know. It's tough. I attempted it. I may attempt it again if there's any really great quotes. Um, but I feel like there needs to be like a. There needs to be like a, it's steak time or like something yeah. like that. Oh my <laughs> gosh. We, we, haven't, we haven't really gotten one of those yet. I forgot that. It's steak time. Time to get some steak. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the one good thing about Moon Knight is that whole line. <laughs> well done. Jesus. I mean, you have really, uh, you've really soured on Moon Knight. You know, it's, it's really funny how I feel like this happens to me with things that I'm excited about. Uh, like historically people will like James Bond fans, everyone on the podcast knows I'm a huge James Bond fan. We'll go see a James Bond movie because we haven't had one in like four or five years and you're super hype on it. And then like months later you realize it was just a big piece of shit. (laughs) uh, That's totally what happened to me with, with Moon Knight. I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Interesting. I I still thought it was okay, but it was not my favorite. Yeah, I definitely am liking Miss Marvel more. I loved his suit and everything. I thought they they nailed yeah, the same. suit, which I never thought that they could do that. So yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, let's we'll we'll talk about Miss Marvel episode two today. But before we do that, we need to talk about the news. Um, you know, every once in a while, you see an article and you're like, "Well, this has got to be the Onion or something," and then you realize it's not, and that's. Joker 2, Lady Gaga talks to play Harley <laughs> Quinn in Todd Phillips's musical sequel. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Dude, yeah, that, both of those pieces of information are mind-blowing. Yeah, that really caught me off guard. I am less... I'm, I'm less weirded out by the fact that Lady Gaga is in the... Is <laughs> the fuck does she know about cameras? Somebody's gonna get that reference and laugh really oh hard. My but uh, but um, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think I think she will be fine as Harley Quinn. But a musical? That's that really that's really uh, kind of weird. I'm I like think. really trying to think about. Like I agree with you. I think Lady Gaga will be fine. Like she, she's she's a talented woman. Um, but the musical aspect of it, I'm trying to keep an open mind and think about how the fuck they came to that conclusion. Um, and I'm struggling to figure it out. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I mean, it has to be a way to show his insanity, right? Like, uh, I'm I'm thinking any songs are going to be, like, in his mind, I would guess. But maybe not. (laughs) I'm just loving that, like, we haven't had a lot of Joker. I mean, I guess we've had it in, like, a few movies a few different actors play him in like, you know, post millennial times. And I just love that we're already getting a musical about the Joker. Yeah, it is out of left field. Kill for the sure. bat. We've got to kill the bat. <laughs> kill the bat. Come over here, Harley Quinn. I don't oh even know because Batman's God. probably not going to be in it. Yeah, probably not. But I will say... I'm at least happy that they're not just going to do the same fucking movie over again. Yeah. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if I needed a, as big a departure as a musical, but... Yeah, I, I really yeah. feel at this point... Um, I think this goes back to kind of our critique of Batman is that, like, I want the Joker to be part of the Batman universe directly, I want to see like movies that are similar to like the animated series where you have all these different yes. characters and like a like a Batman could have his own cinematic series, right? But like they need to be tied together. I want to see the Robins. I want to see you know Dick Grayson. I want to see Joker and Harley Quinn and Clayface. All these people. I want to see them all interacting with Batman. I don't need a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Agreed. At least not. In this order. It's just a weird right. way to do it. Like, I thought the, the Joker movie on its own was fine. It was, like, very much like a social commentary type film. But then, like, yes, yeah. I'm not really sure what to make of it. Because I feel like they've kind of wrung that whole story dry. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly <laughs> interested. There's no question about that. Right. I mean, like, I'm not I... sure if I would have gone to see Joker 2 if it was just, like, a normal movie. But there's no way I can't see this. So maybe they got me. Yeah, I'll I'll be interested to reassess when the trailers start dropping. For yeah, sure. I just dude, this can be fucking wild. Yeah, it I, is. I still I can't I'm trying to imagine all these like little musical songs with the Joker and I just can't I just can't picture it. <laughs> like Lady Gaga singing a ballad about how she used to be his therapist. Yeah, oh my god. Just the Joker. We live in a society. (laughs) Mr. J. What he say? That he loves me. I hope she uses that voice so bad the whole whole way. I'd be all for it. Just give me that. Only thing I want from Harley Quinn is I want a comic accurate costume. That's all I want. Yeah. uh, I do like the Margot Robbie costume, though. I think that's a good Harley Quinn look. For live action, but yeah, I would like to see the uh, 
the OG. The OG. I just need to see it just once, and then all of my childhood fantasies will be fulfilled. <laughs> I think Margot Robbie wears a pretty close version of that for like a minute in one of her movies, but I don't remember which one. Well, we're going to have to Google that one later. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so at the end of this year, we got Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is a big question mark, I think, in a lot of people's heads. Um, but we have spoilers. I'll give a second. Um, holiday special Funko Pops kind of came out. There was like a list. And it mm. looks like Gamora will be showing up in the special. There are some people thinking that she might not because she oh. kind of <laughs> ran away. But that's a mild spoiler. I, yes. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's almost, yeah, of course she's going to be there. And so, yeah, I'm not really sure what to expect with this whole thing here, but we'll see, I guess. I mean, my expectations couldn't be lower. I have no interest in this at all. I think it's probably going to suck. I if tried it's watching, anything better uh, than shit, I'll be happy. I tried watching the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yikes. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like uh, scrubbing through that, and Mark Hamill just looked so weird. Yeah, I think that was like right after his car accident or something. It's just like, it's just really weird seeing all those people, and then like the whole story background is really, really weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that is a legendary piece of media for all the wrong reasons. Shocking! It's not on Disney Plus. Is uh, it not? I don't think so. No, I, I had to like watch it on YouTube or something. Oh dang! Um, so those that know Chris Evans, you know who played Captain America, know he also played the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movies from two thousand five and two thousand seven, and. He was sitting down with MTV News to promote Lightyear, um, and he was asked about it, and he said, God, wouldn't that be great? No one's ever come to me about that. I mean, I don't exactly look the same anymore. That was 15, 20 years ago, but I really love that character. But I think, aren't they doing something now with Fantastic Four? Uh, He said, I would love to go back as that. I would love it. That That would actually be an easier sell to me than coming back as Cap. And so apparently it's easier for Chris Evans to actually come back and reprise his role in the Fantastic Four. I think I see I I could I understand that because Cap has such a like a perfect arc. I mean there's no one hates the character of Captain America or hates his portrayal of Captain America. But there are plenty of haters <laughs> for uh for the Human Torch. So maybe it's like uh hey, you want to have one one more go at this kind of thing. Right. Apparently, but, I mean, he won't, though. But he won't, just so everybody's clear. <laughs> apparently, Deadline was reporting that he was in talks to reprise his role as Captain America in an undisclosed project. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans quickly treated, tweeted out that it was news to him. And Kevin Feige, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, said, I rarely answer no to anything anymore because... Things are always surprising me with what happens, but that rumor, I think, was dispelled rather quickly by the man himself. So, yeah, so he's I mean, coming back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he he will eventually be back for sure. But <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. But I, I I'm not sure if it'll be anytime necessarily super soon, but we'll definitely see him and Robert Downey Jr. 
back in some capacity, if even for just a few brief minutes in Secret some Wars. future Marvel project. Yeah, maybe. I hope they end up doing that. That would be amazing. But um, yeah. I had an article about Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison talking about his issues. I'm just going to skip it because he's just a piece of shit. So, um, <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Thor, uh, Thor Love and Thunder is coming out in a couple of weeks. And Chris Hemsworth kind of hinted, I don't know if this is him displaying the game, that it could be his last Marvel Studios movie. No, okay. He said, well, the last <laughs> Marvel movie I shot was Thor Love and Thunder, and it might be my last Marvel movie. I don't know. It was a wild and fun and wacky experience, as all Taika Waititi movies are. Played that character for 10, 11 years now, and each time it's been new and exciting, and this was no exception to that. It felt very fresh, and it felt like we were trying something we hadn't tried before. I was, in Taika words, I think, a wacky, wild, romantic comedy set in space. So. The- that sounds like contract negotiation to me. Could be I, my last one. <laughs> if they don't pay me a quarter billion dollars to be in the next one. Yeah. Jeez. What yeah. A no, I think have. he is out of all the OG Avengers, I think Chris Hemsworth has the biggest career still ahead of him. Um he's so fucking good. And I'll I'll talk about it more in recommendations but i watched that new netflix movie spider spider head and he's uh he's amazing in that too i was a big fan of that is that the one where he wears the glasses to look smart yes yes and speaks with an american accent to sound dumb well there you go did it work no he's no his his character is kind of like a you know his character is like a a smart science guy but who's just kind of uh evil not evil, not evil. I I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it more in recommendations. It was good. It was like a thriller. It's like a thriller. He's okay. the antagonist. All right. Apparently, there's a Wonder Man Disney Plus series in the works from <laughs> Whoa. the director of Shang Chi and one of the Brooklyn Nine Nine writers. Oh. So I saw that article. And I was like, well, didn't have that on my bingo card. So. Yeah, yeah. I, Wonder Man's pretty sick, and that sounds like an awesome combo to me. And it sounds like it's going to be like a satire of Hollywood in some ways, because I think he was an actor in the comics. I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, his brother was the villain, the Grim Reaper. Uh, and he spent a lot of his time as an Avenger in the 60s and the 70s, but he started off yes, as a villain. Yes. Um, so... In the comics, it was his brainwaves that were used by Ultron to create Vision. Which oh dang, I don't know if I knew that. Gives them, and they're like they kind of are like brothers almost, in a way. Um, but yeah, should be interesting what they end up deciding to do there. So is Wonder? No, maybe I'm thinking of Miracle Man. Wonder Man is not a mutant, or he is a mutant. Or do you know? Um, I don't know if he's a mutant. Because he starts as a... Uh, I don't think he's a mutant. Okay. Let's see then maybe I'm thinking of s- someone else. Okay, it says he's a human. Um, he has ionic energy physiology, which gives him basically every power you could possibly ever have. Let's see. 
Yeah, he gained his powers due to a chemical and radiation treatments with ionic energy by Baron Zemo. Ah, interesting. Dang, I wish I could remember who the hell I am thinking of then, because I was not thinking of Wonder Man. There's some character in, like, the very beginning of the X-Men comics who have who has a very similar name, and it's, uh, it is escaping me, and that's pretty fucking annoying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I wish I could remember. X-Men Wonder. It's like Wonder Man, but it's not... It's not that. It's like something man. It's very... It's not a great name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm never going to be able to remember. If I do, I'll shout it out. Wolverine. Yeah, it was Wolverine. <laughs> oh, okay. Glad I could get that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Cyclops. Um, so, <laughs> I need to get through all these, these news articles. Um Tom Hardy shared on Instagram to his 9 million followers a, a photo of the screenplay for Venom 3. And uh, it's at that point yeah. that we found out that the Venom movies actually have screenplays. Yeah, that's, that was a shock. <laughs> but I just, I just see it. I find it so funny that they're written out. It's like, Venom 3, story by Tom Hardy and Kelly Marshall, written by... Ke like, I just love... I love that it's still... The same as every other movie. I love that. Yeah, I mean, he seems I guess. to be enjoying them. I don't know. As yeah, he's I mean, happy, good I'm for happy him. For him so. Sure, <laughs> I I can't wait for the uh, for the Jared Leto cameo where he says it's Morbin time, uh, because that will one billion percent happen. There's no hey, doubt Doc. in my mind. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's just, I just can't believe. Does somebody it. need a doctor. It's just amazing that if, if Marvel didn't somehow work out this crazy fucking deal with Sony, we would have been getting these shitty Spider-Man movies. And it just like it goes to show you how easy it was for Marvel to make like a great trilogy of Spider-Man movies. But Sony is just completely incompetent. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's but mind then they make Into the Spider-Verse, which was great. It's just so weird. I don't get it. Yeah, they just need a Kevin Feige. They and they don't have that. No one does. No one does. All right. Um, there was this huge article about Samuel L. Jackson. And it was basically him talking about the Oscars. And this is one of the quotes from it. So he says, My yardstick of success is my happiness. And it my was mimic, I was thinking of. Mimic. Okay. <laughs> totally the same as Wonder Man. Yeah, not, not Wonder Man. It, it was indeed Mimic. Oh, my goodness. He's an OG. My bad. Literally, literally the only letter in, in his name that's the same as the M. Yeah, but the costume kind of... There's like a giant M in the way that a Wonder Man is like a giant W. Let me look it's, at uh, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I forgive you now. I get it. Yeah. I can it's, see it's, it. There's some similarities. But yeah, Mimic, Mimic's pretty cool from what I can vaguely remember from when I was on a mission of reading all of the original, uh, like, X-Men comics. I gotta say, I've never heard of fucking Mimic before. Which He's is shocking cool. to He's me. cool. Because I've, I've heard about most of them, so. Yeah. Um, all right, so Samuel Jackson was talking to the Los Angeles Times. And he says, My yardstick of success is my happiness. Am I satisfied with what I'm doing? I'm not doing statue-chasing movies. 
you know, quote, if you do this movie, you'll win an Oscar. No, thanks. I'd rather be Nick Fury or having fun <laughs> being Mace Windu with a lightsaber in my hand. Dude's fucking got it, man. Dude, he's, yeah. Sam Jackson is absolutely the shit. He seems like the realest motherfucker in the world. And I love that guy. I just love that someone could just say, I'd rather be Nick Fury to like yeah. a reputable newspaper. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. We may be living inside of a capitalistic hellscape, but at least we got the MCU. True. At least we got people like Samuel L. Jackson. Otherwise, well, let's move on. Um, I have one Star Wars article today just because I thought it was hilarious, and it made me go back and watch some Star Wars. Okay, Um, I have a couple as well. It says... Hayden Christensen recalls being told by George Lucas to create Watanese in a single day. What? <laughs> so apparently he was talking to the Hollywood Reporter. And this is Hayden Christensen talking. He said, the script had dialogue written in English. And then in parentheses it said, in Watanese. And it wasn't until the day before we started filming that I went to George and I was like, what should Watanese sound like? And he was like, well, you know, so long as it doesn't sound like English or any other language you might sound, that might sound familiar, you could just make it up. And so Hayden Christensen, when he talks to Watto in, in episode three, just made it up. Wow. I love I how mean, George Lucas is... Don't make it sound like any other language in existence. Thanks, George. Thank you. Yeah, why would you? Why would you? Thanks for the direction. <laughs> oh See, Jesus Christ George Lucas is One of I mean he's like A god on the level of Kevin Feige But he also is just like Seems like a bumbling fool <laughs> like, If he said that to ways. me I would have fucked up the scene I would have just kept saying lubium <laughs> Lubium <Yeah>. Lubium <laughs> Lubium Watto That's all I can remember about episode one Oh, man. Classic. I mean, good for Hayden Christensen, I guess. Yeah, so uh, I guess I got to watch this new Obi-Wan show, apparently. Yeah, so the show in general has been okay, but this last episode, actually, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on the record on this podcast of saying, like, I'm not the biggest Darth Vader fan because I've... Never seen a single scene in any movie or TV show where he seemed intimidating to me. Except for the um, end of Rogue One. Nope. Seemed like an old man with floppy wrists at the end of Rogue One. And I hated it. Uh, just like he always seems like an old man with floppy wrists, wrists if I right. can speak. Um, he just seems like he's about to like fall over at any time. And he's supposed to be... Not only is he supposed to be an intimidating Sith Lord... He's supposed to have force strength that is literally off the scale. So, like, there is a scale. He's off the scale. And yet, the coolest thing we've ever seen in any Star Wars movie, in my opinion, with the force, is Kylo Ren stopping a blaster bolt in midair. That was so Amazing, amazing. And so I have always been confused of, like, why is Darth Vader supposedly so intimidating? We've never seen him do anything that crazy. Certainly nothing as cool as Kylo Ren stopping a blaster bolt. Well, in episode five of the Obi-Wan show, 
he finally shows off his uh, off-the-scale force powers in the way that he often does in the comics and the video games, which I like his interpretation in those mediums. Um, and it's fucking incredible. It's exactly what I've always wanted to see. It is definitely the best Darth Vader uh, scene in live action for sure. Highly, highly recommend. Big fan. Damn. Which episode number was that? Four? Five. 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 How come all these shows have like a good episode five? Yeah. Yeah. That is... Because I think probably a lot of these should probably just be movies. (laughs) And they're just stretching them into shows for no reason. Yikes. I guess I... Should I... Okay, so I guess... Do I watch the whole series then? You for sure do not have to watch the whole series. You will definitely be able to understand what's going on. You can just watch that episode. All right, just like I I watched the first episode of season three of The Boys after our podcast last week... (laughs) And I haven't stopped thinking about it ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's the most insane uh, scene in television for sure. I um, forgot to tell you that after after we watched that, I was like standing in a doorway in my house, and I started <laughs> rubbing the sides of it, and then like for a split second in my brain, I thought I was <laughs> in that episode, and I was like, I need to go outside or something. I need to get oh away from God. all walls and surfaces. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh man, <sighs> yeah, that's a that is a hell of an episode. But uh, Obi Wan is a hell of an episode in in a different way. And yeah, it, I mean, all you have to know is there's a there's a miniature Leia. She got kidnapped. Obi Wan's trying to save her. You're caught up. Can, should that's I just watch the know. scene with Darth Vader in it? Or uh, the whole episode's pretty good because there okay. are also there are also flashbacks too to um, before the Empire. Which are which are pretty cool to see. Does James yeah, Earl I, Jones? Do we hear his voice or no? Yeah. So yes, and it sounds amazing. However, it seems like they are using the same kind of technology they use to reproduce Luke's voice, which is that AI technology. Um, but I mean, it sounds flawless to me. Um, just sounds exactly like. James Earl Jones doing Darth Vader. Wow. You'd never, ever, ever be able to tell. That's um, wild, because he's got to be old, right? James. I think he's in his 90s, and also is retired. Yeah. Like, he, he is credited for the voice. 91. But then, yeah. But then also in the credits, it says, it's like, shout out to the, uh, the team that made this AI that does voices. It's like, oh, so that's probably what they're doing. <laughs> Dude. That's wild. He's so old, yeah. but he looks pretty good still. Yeah, for sure. Damn, 91. Yeah, that's, that's uh, old. I need to stop talking about him before he dies. Um, <laughs> damn. All right, what else do you got? Okay, so some quick Star Wars news. Well, actually, um, some, some Marvel news. I got one piece of Marvel news. Um, Sydney Sweeney, deemed by her own grandparents to have the best tits in Hollywood. That's... That's uh, her grandparents' quote, not mine. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a real thing. Uh, she is the new Madam Web in the Madam Web movie. Why um, are they doing this? So that should be that should be interesting. Well, 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 let me clarify. I guess I don't know. She's starring in Madam Web. I assume that means she is Madam Web. Wait, no, I thought but it was I, Dakota I guess... Johnson. 
Yeah, so I don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's multiple Madam Webs, Madam's Web. Web. <laughs> who who fucking knows? But Sydney Sweeney is in that movie now for some reason. Uh, good for her and good for her grandparents. I'm sure they're very excited. And that <laughs> and that is, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you're listening to this, just just Google Sydney Sweeney grandparents tits. Okay, and, I'm a uh, grandparent. And that is a that is a real thing. Tits. That they told her Sydney Sweeney openly said in an interview that her grandparents told her she had the best tits in Hollywood. Which is one of the funniest things <laughs> I've Despite ever heard. That, Sweeney's family is very supportive of her work and her choices. In fact, her grandparents had the best compliment for their granddaughter following the screening. <laughs> They said, I have the best tits in Hollywood, revealing that her grandma was actually in Ellen's audience during the actress's appearance on the daytime talk show. And Grandma Sweeney seemed more than happy to confirm the sentiment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That is one of the weirdest things ever, but it's so a She's real from thing. Euphoria. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is, uh, she's with Zendaya. That's uh, some weird Euphoria. shit. I guess her grandma's like, those are my tits. Yeah, I guess I used to have tits like that. <laughs> Back you in better my watch day. what you say, otherwise I'll swing them around like a ball and hit you in the face. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm the uh, real Madam Web. Yeah, for I'll sure. I'll you with my titties. Oh, Sydney Sweeney's grandma is actually also starring in Madam Web. Yeah, she's the third Madam Web, yeah. <laughs> Her and the uh, girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. Well, web you up real good, those titties. <laughs> yeah, so that movie, you know, maybe it'll be fine. Who knows? But it D- don't, don't fuck with me right so now. We both know yeah. what this is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be bad because it's so. They can't get Venom right, but they're going to somehow get <laughs> Madam yeah, Web true. right. Touche, touche. Oh, Imagine man. if like Madam Web and El Muerto or Muerta are like the two, the two good ones. I love how that movie's just gonna like make like a bunch of people be racist and be like, I'm not going to see some movie written in Mexican. <laughs> oh man. I mean there will certainly be a, a contingent. There always is. Because people are still review bombing Miss Marvel to this day. That does not surprise me. It's so crazy because this show's so good. But we but we will get into that in, in in a few. But um all right, so this we're just so, in racists don't care about quality. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, too. Sure. Like, well, I hate black people, but that one book by that black guy was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be man uh, astounding. I still don't understand who all the racist people online are. I'm like, who are you in real life? There's so many. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it's crazy. Very disturbing. Yes. Okay. It is. Please continue. Okay, so um, Knights of the Old Republic two, the sequel to one of the greatest games ever made, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, recently came to Nintendo Switch, and Knights of the Old Republic 2 is also very good, but it's kind of one of those video games that's, like, steeped in legend because it came out kind of unfinished, and it's it's been not really even a secret. It's just been kind of known that it had a shitload of cut content, and actually there are mods on PC that restores a lot of the cut content, and it adds, like, hours to the game. If you don't know, Night Sealed Republic are RPGs. So, like, it's all about um, the story, basically. So, um, the cut content 
restores like hours to the game. It makes a lot of it make way more sense just because they slash so much of it to meet a deadline. And basically they said that they are actually going to be adding in all of the cut content to the Nintendo switch version of the game in, I think the next month or so, which is like amazing. They never did that for the Xbox version. They never officially did it for any other version. You could only do that through mods for PC. Um, so that's pretty cool. So if you are a fan of the Knights of the Old Republic games, um, consider doing that because those games are amazing as is. I, I can't even imagine how much more amazing it'll be with all of the original intended content. Damn. Yeah. Um, I have not picked up a video game in like a year and it's really weird. I used to wow. Play, I used to play a lot of video games, but I've just completely dropped off. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I, I definitely go in phases for sure um, in terms of like sometimes like like I'll be on a big like television show kick or I'll be on a big reading kick or I'll be on a big video game kick. And it's like, I don't know, I have, tr- I have trouble with balance. I just like dive into one entertainment medium really hard for a little while. I think that's what's will, uh, happening to me right now. I'm definitely on a reading kick right now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but I've I Dark Souls has sucked me back in as as you all heard during my <laughs> twenty minute rant last week. Get good, but uh, get good. Um, but anyway, so the next episode and last episode of Obi Wan is going to be movie length. It's going to be an hour and a half long. So wow. I just wanted to shout that out. If anybody, I, I'm pretty excited for that now. Also, um, Taika Waititi has talked a little bit about his plans for his upcoming Star Wars movie. And basically he confirmed that it's not going to be yet another Skywalker movie. Uh, His quote was, I don't think that I'm any use in the Star Wars universe making a film where everyone's like, oh, great, well, that's the blueprints to the Millennium Falcon and uh, that's Chewbacca's grandmother. That all stands alone. That's great. (laughs) But I would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world. Otherwise, it feels like it's a very small story. So uh, big fan of that. Uh, Taika Waititi is really good. I'm sure that'll be great. And then the last piece of news, there is a book that has been worked on for a little while. It is coming out very soon. It's called Shadow of the Sith. The reason this book exists is because The Rise of Skywalker was such fucking garbage that they needed to write a book to, like, make it make sense. And so that's what this book is. This book is basically trying to make The Rise of Skywalker make any kind of sense. And supposedly, the early reviews are out. Supposedly, it does a pretty decent job. So I'm sure I'll eventually read this. Um... And I'll, uh, I'll report back. But if you are interested, if you, like me, are a big Star Wars fan but hated The Rise of Skywalker, maybe this will make it a little more palatable. Um, it's Damn. an interesting idea, for sure, to, to basically write a, write a book to try to make your shitty movie make sense. But <laughs> You should have, like, a PhD you know. in creative writing if you can somehow pull that one off. Yeah, yeah, big time. <sighs> That's all I got. Wow. The Rise of Skywalker. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's really, really, really bad. All right. Let's just jump right into it. Okay. Episode two, Miss Marvel. Yeah. You seem pretty happy with it so far. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um, all right, let's jump into it. Um, so what? Kamala uh, has powers. Yeah. And she's confident as shit. Strutting through the school in the first scene. Right. Oh yeah. It's like a complete <laughs> a complete mirror of the first episode, right? Where yeah. it's apparently if you have superpowers, I guess I'd be confident too. What the fuck Hell am I saying? Oh yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, she's she's confident with her powers and then she starts training, kind of trying to figure out how to use them with Bruno. Yeah. Um and he finds out, this is the most interesting part of this episode for me, that the bangle is not the source of her powers. Yes, we definitely correctly called that last week. But it activated her powers, which mm-hmm. my question now, are we, are we slowly backing into an inhuman explanation? I think so. I think so. Because um, the actress that plays Kamala Khan is, like, very hype on comics. Yep. And she's, like, when she was talking about, you know, spoiler alert, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, that when Black Bolt died, she's, like, they killed my guy, and I wasn't okay with it. And I'm, like, oh, okay. So she's, like, really into the Inhumans. And she wanted to get Lockjaw to show up. And so, like, I'm starting to get more interested from the angle of I really hope they're still going to make her an Inhuman. I really, really think they will. I would love to see the explanation for how the bangle activated that, I guess. I really feel like it's just going to be like, yeah, this was just soaked in, like, Terrigen Mist or whatever the fuck. Like, I think it'll probably be as simple as that. Anytime we're like, what could be the explanation? It's always, like, the simplest path. Yeah, yeah. Something confusing. But I thought that that was very interesting, and I was very happy because... I don't like magical things that like someone else can just grab and then they're they have powers too. Yes, and I'm glad they addressed it like immediately. We didn't have to wait until episode six or eight or however many episodes there are gonna be. Right. I also wonder it's like, does she need to have the bangle on to activate the powers though? I think maybe I wonder if it's gonna be a psychological thing. Like it helps her get in the get in the mindset and then she's gonna lose it. And then she's going to, like, remember, like, no, the powers are within me. And then she's going to have to just, like, fight through her oh my own gosh. doubts. It's, it's basically going to be Captain Marvel again, is what you're saying. I mean, yeah, probably. Pretty much, which I guess would make sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, I thought it was really funny. There was an interview with, um, her name's Iman, right? I think it's Iman. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Aman Vellani, I think. Yeah, who plays Captain Marvel, and they're like, can you name all the MCU movies in, like, uh, like 30 seconds or a minute or less or something like that? And um, Mia and I actually tried it with me, and I, and I got all of them except for Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 I forgot about. Ah, but yep. uh, uh, Iman, she forgot those two as well, but then she also oh. forgot Captain Marvel, which <laughs> I just thought was incredibly ironic. Um, so that was pretty funny. But... Okay, back to the episode. So I guess I was confused because I thought you said last week, unless I'm remembering wrong, mm-hmm. that, that one girl who was their friend is marrying their brother. No, 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 no. The, you, which, you talking Nakia or are you talking... Yeah, Nakia. No, no, no. She's, okay. just, she's just the friend. Okay, yeah. I was like, wait, because I was thinking about it after our podcast. I was like, 
damn, he's marrying some girl in high school? No. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. And so, okay. So when I started watching this episode, I got so confused. And I was like, okay, that's got to be wrong. Um, <laughs> so Bruno, Kamala, and Nakia end up going to this party by this other kid in their school. I don't remember his name. Um, no, it was Zoe's party. Was it Zoe's party? Okay. Yeah, motherfucker. I don't, you know, I watched <laughs> this a long time ago. This is like four days <laughs> Hold ago. Hold on. So I watched it a long time ago, and then I also watched it again this morning. Um, so just to quickly... Yeah, so Confident Kamala. Uh, oh, th- this show absolutely loves Paul Rudd. Whoever is writing this show has a big crush on Paul Rudd. There's a line where Bruno asks Kamala, what makes you think you have Ant-Man powers? And she goes, because we're both charming and look a lot younger than we are. Oh, my gosh. Who <laughs> doesn't really love Paul liked. Red, though? Everybody. Everybody. Um, yeah, and then I have the note, Nakia's cool, and then uh, I don't trust Kamran. Um, yeah, that's they meet Kamran at, what, Zoe's party? Or they see him. He's no, going there because no, no. he they, pulls up in his car or whatever. Well, they she initially meets him during the the school scene where she bumps into him, right? And right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then they're in the cafeteria where Zoe's like, "Oh my god, I saw I uh, nightlight." She named she named right uh, nightlight. Yeah, she's like, "I saw nightlight, and I'm having a party just to celebrate life or whatever." And then they're the gang's like, "Nah, we're not gonna fucking go to." And then Kamran's like, yeah, I'll go. And then Kamala's like, we should definitely go to that party. But so there's a scene during the training I wanted to point out that I just didn't and still don't understand where Kamala is just right next to Bruno, just making light platforms in her hands. And Bruno is playing some like, like temple run game on his phone and just like not giving a shit. Like, bro, the fuck? This guy, like you have some chick using superpowers six inches away from your face, and you're playing Temple Run. Why? Makes no you, sense at all. Yeah, what are you doing? No wonder um, why she doesn't want to hang out with you, and she wants to hang out with Kamran instead. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, all right. So then there's a whole yeah. So then the training montage, super Spider Man like, really loved it. Then there's a scene where they're in the mosque. Where there is, um, they they kind of bring up the the fact that there's like a partition between the men and the women, and like that's pretty fucked up. And like the women's portion is like all messed up. So Naki is like, I'm gonna run for, I don't even <laughs> mosque president or whatever. Whatever. Right. She's yeah. There's like some for. council or something. Something. Yeah. yeah. And then she gets her shoes stolen, but I don't feel bad for her because she was left a pair of Versace shoes in, like, just an open space. <laughs> Why would you ever fucking do that? Right. Um, okay, so now, so now we're at the party. <laughs> I, just want, I, just wanted to get, I just wanted to get to the party. And then there's a weird core character named Miguel who we have not seen since and don't ever see again but gets a couple random lines for some reason i thought that was weird i don't know if that felt weird to you i'm trying to remember what he said basically it was just uh the guy that when, gives her the drink is it that guy i don't think i think that's an he's there when that happens i don't think he's the one but it's just the one he, like 
Kamala comes up to Nakia and Nakia's there and Miguel's just like creepily just standing by her and she's like, uh, Miguel's hovering. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that is so high school. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, it really is. Jesus. That is so, so high cringe. school. Yeah, just just stand near the pretty girl. See see if something'll happen, guys. That'll definitely work out for you. Yep. It's definitely not weird. <laughs> But yeah, that one guy like gives her a drink. He says it's orange juice, but then he's like, with vodka. Yeah, which is a dick move. Don't do that to yeah. people. Also, don't take drinks from someone ever. Yeah, very true. Very true. Unless you want to get drugged. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to th- what happens at the party? Because I'm trying to remember. We, she goes to the party. All right. Zoe. So it's always like talking about what happened. And it's just like so overdramatic. Yeah, Zoe is uh, is the social media queen, and then Kamran gets up on the roof and does a dive into the pool, right? And then, uh, and then he he walks out looking like uh, Daniel Craig and James Bond. Kamala's in love, and uh, he walks up to them because Kamala's standing on his shirt, and Bruno tries to be like, "Oh, it looked like you belly flopped that, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> Kamran, Kamran's just like, "Nah, bro." He's like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> I'm good, buddy. Yeah. Enjoy the friend zone. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That was uh, that was rough. So then, the, so then the the cops come to the party pretty soon after that, and Kamran's like, "I have a car. Jump, jump in my car. We'll we'll all escape." The most and convenient so, car ever. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like super nice. His family's clearly loaded. Got like a fucking um, Porsche or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, while they're in the car, I really loved just Bruno continues to try to be a cock block. Because <laughs> like, hey, Kamala, I'll teach you. I'll give you some driving. Lo- or you can drive this if you want. And Bruno's just like, no, she can't. She failed her driver's license. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so it's so cringe, but it's so like true to life. I like it. The love triangle it is, is real cringe. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It just seems so realistic for like high school oh yeah um big big fan of that um so i think at some point kamala sees like a vision of a woman yes that's the part i remember is she sees a vision of a woman who i think is supposed to be what her great grandmother or her grandmother um, her great, yeah, great grandmother, who is named uh, Aisha. Aisha, Aisha, yep. yep. Um, and so, doesn't she end up like calling her grandma? Yes. To try and like ask her about Aisha, uh, but like basically, she talks to her mom, she talks to her grandma. No one wants to talk about her great grandmother. They, uh, they're like, she brought like shame to the family. We're not going to talk about her, basically. Yeah, so basically what Kamala had this vision at like the dinner table and passed out. And so everybody's like, "Whoa, what the fuck's going on?" And Kamala's like, "I'm fine." And so yeah, when she had that vision, it was similar to when she put on the bangle, which I think is a, a really cool effect. It's almost like she yeah. like backflips into a different dimension. It's very stranger stranger things esque. Yeah, it's super disorienting. Um so big fan of that. And yeah, so that's uh that's that's a mystery. And doesn't she, doesn't she ask who is it is it her dad that she asks cuz someone basically tells a story about her grandmother. 
Well, her dad was telling the story to her brother's fiance. So right, her brother's right. fiance He's whispering, was whispering. Yeah. Yeah. He basically said like her grandma Sana, I think is her name, like lost her way during the partition of India. And but they were able to find each other basically under mysterious circumstances somehow. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. The whole thing is just some big mystery. Yeah. But her I, mom I've... doesn't want to talk about it at all and she's kind of like glowering in the kitchen while this is all happening. Yeah, I will be very... I mean, I'm really intrigued by the mystery. I think it's setting it up really well, and I'm very confident the way it's being set up, I'm confident that it's going to come to, like, a a satisfying conclusion, just because they're really... It's not one of those things that's like, they might forget about this. It's like, no, I think this is, like, the story of the show, basically. It seems like it at this point. I'm intrigued. Um, that there's no doubt about it. I'm intrigued. Yeah, about yeah. Because I want to know if her great grandma is also an inhuman. Yeah. What did she do? Yeah. Her grandma's lockjaw. Shit. Figured it out. Oh man. <laughs> Your great grandma turned into a dog. That's it. <laughs> Holy shit. Man, it's really got to suck to be the inhuman that turns into a dog. Um, but yeah, true. That all aside, so <laughs> we have a scene with Department of Damage Control. Talking to Zoe. Yeah. yeah. And holy shit, it's just like such a... It, it reminds me of No Way Home when they're interviewing... Uh, what's his face? Um, Spider-Man's best friend. What's his name? God oh, damn. Ned. Ned. Where it's just like, yeah. holy shit, they're so fucking stupid. Yeah. Because the guy's just like... Wait, you're not the Zoe Zimmerman or Zimmer, whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, you're a fan. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. Um, and so, yeah, between him and the other lady who I the entire time I was so distracted because I was like, where do I know this woman? And she's like, she's like the head of the prison and Orange is a New Black, I realized. Um, same actress. Oh, dang. Okay. Only her hair is terrible. I'm so distracted by her hair in this. I don't know why I'm so caught up on this, but <laughs> her hair is so gross. I don't like it. Um, but basically, they're they're trying to figure out who Kamala is after everything that happened at AvengerCon. And they order a sweep of the tri-state area targeting South Asian communities which is very on point for a government <laughs> law enforcement agency. Yeah, for sure. Classic. <laughs> um, very classic. Coincidentally, they're celebrating Eid right now. Yep. And so there's this huge Eid celebration. Um, while that's going on, my favorite scene from this episode was when uh, Nakia talks to Kamala's dad. About yeah, it just like manipulates election. him into... Because <laughs> yeah, he, really he wants good. to vote for his best friend who's running for like this... Uh, I I don't know. It's like some. It's Islamic like it's class council. president for the mosque. Yeah, 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 at their mosque, and yeah, she just completely manipulates him. She's like, "I'm like your other daughter, and this has <laughs> been the dream. And are you gonna be the person to like slash my dream? You know, <laughs> yeah, to kill a young woman's dream. <laughs> and just like the look on his face was so good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, but, I, uh, I I like that guy. While they're at um. While they're at the Eid celebration, some young boy 
this little kid just like slips out a balcony on this tall tower. Trying to take a selfie. What a dumb right. bitch. Exactly. And he's hanging out. And so he's just hanging. You know, he could fall at any moment. What does Kamala do? She changes into her Captain Marvel costume. <laughs> yeah, as you do. When The moment I saw this, I was like, wait, she had time to change? I was like, this little boy would be dead by now in real life, for sure. Um, but yeah, she basically uses her new powers, which she, like she can like create energy and step on it and like basically just create little fancy steps to go walk wherever she wants. Uh, but she's not super good at it yet. And she goes up and saves him. Um, but kind of like almost dies at the same time while trying to save him, I guess. Um, but yeah, she's able to save this boy in her Captain Marvel suit, which at that point you would think a bunch of people would be like, well, who's the, who's the only young you know, brown girl here that likes Captain Marvel. I feel like, you know. Right, yeah. It should be, uh, you know, somebody. I would think at least Nakia would be able to figure that one out. Right, yeah. Piece it together a little bit, people. Yeah. There's really the the crossover here is one person. That's Kamala Khan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Her parents should know, right? I mean, they... Yeah, you would... would Think. Although I guess when you see somebody using like superpowers, you wouldn't. You'd be like, "Well, there's no way that's anybody I know." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's really hard to like kind of conceptualize living in a powered society. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she's basically she saves him, but then she's chased by um, the Department of Damage Control because they find her. But then is very conveniently saved by Kamran, who just pulls up in his Porsche right at the right moment and uh, picks her up right before the cops can find her. Yeah, so not only does he pick her up, he then also um, has his mother in the backseat, who... Now, am I insane? Or is does his mom look... Just like the woman from her visions who is maybe her great-grandma? I wasn't sure if it was her or if it was like one of the women that was telling a story about her grandma. But I was like, I know I had seen her previously in the episode and I was like, okay, something's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Very sinister vibes. Yeah, like I really don't know if they're... Clearly something's going on there. I'm just... I'm... I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued. I want to see what the deal is. Like, are they... I could definitely see... They seem shady, but they seem shady in the way that, like, the swordsmen seemed shady in, in Hawkeye. Like, maybe they'll turn out to genuinely just be helpful people who... Right. Like, like, it's a red herring kind of thing. Could um, be. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I am uh, super stoked. I'm absolutely... Loving this show. We miss. We skipped the scene where she is kind of on like a like a date with Kamran, basically, and she runs into her brother and his fiance. And uh, oh, right, right, right. I forgot about the fiance. And um, the fiance clearly know like she doesn't want her brother to know she's hanging out with a boy, so she lies and says he's their cousin. And 
her brother's fiance clearly knows she's lying. <laughs> and, uh, but her brother just seems like happy to believe it. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is a this is our cousin Kamran. He's uh, whoever's nephew. And he's like, oh, I remember you. You're looking at Haram stuff on the Internet. Just <laughs> 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 so good. And then and then the, the Kamran, who is Uncle British, Chowdhury, British, right? He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle yeah. Chowdhury. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has a British accent. And then as the. Uh, when Kamala's brother was getting, who I cannot remember his name, but he was getting suspicious, and he's like, why do you have a British accent? Um, like, that guy's from Pakistan. And he just really cleanly switches into, like, a Pakistani accent. He's like, oh, I've been watching the uh, the British Bake Off. Yeah. So I was just doing a bit. He's like, oh, that's really good, man. You really got me. <laughs> Dude, his switch in his accent was amazing. Super good, and I I really like the uh, the actor who plays her brother. He's he's really funny. I just yeah, like his I, vibe. I like him too. Yeah, he seems kind of dopey, but just like really nice. Yeah, he's he's good. I like him a lot. <laughs> Do you, have you read all the Miss Marvel comics or no? No, no, I haven't. Okay, is he I... a character from the comics? Oh, like a lot of this show has like very heavily. It's very based off the comics. So the oh, brothers awesome. in it, Kamran is in it. Um, oh, so I will, I will say nothing. Okay, okay. So you, so you have a bit of an insight as to what's uh, what's going to happen here. Hell yeah, maybe potentially. Yeah, we'll I've see. read everything from G. Willow Wilson, who created Miss Marvel, um, probably like ten years ago or so, however long ago that was, um, up until she stopped writing it. I've I've read every single one of those, and so a lot of this. There's there's like straight up scenes in this show that are the exact same dialogue. And so that's kind that, of cool. Yeah, that is cool. I, I like it when that happens. But like, yeah, her brother, his fiance, they're all like the same. They look the same. They act the same, which is good because I think it's, it's fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, this is so Spider-Man it hurts, and like in, in the best way. Yeah. Like I love it. Pakistani inhuman Spider-Man. Indeed. Love it. All right. We ready to rate this bitch? Yeah, yeah. All right, as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, movies, whatever it is we're talking about out of six whole unadulterated Infinity Stones. And I think I'm giving this one a three. Whoa! Which sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. I just, I, I'm just, I'm ready for more to happen, and I feel like we're still. We're still ramping up, so I want to give it some space. Um, wow. But I think I enjoyed the last one a little bit more. But there's parts of this one that I like, too. But I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for some more fun, and I hate having to wait so long for more episodes. It's driving me crazy. Um, yeah, I hate a week-to-week. Uh, I wish they would just drop them all at once. Yeah, and it, it's... I don't know. There wasn't that much action in this one, which is fine. It doesn't always have to be a lot of action. Uh, I think I'm just like, I'm ready to find out what she is. The best part about this episode, like the grandma angle, that's like a five for me out of six. But everything else, there was just like so much going on. And I'm just like ready for the ball to get rolling. And I think I'm just being impatient. So it's a three for me. Wow. Well, I'm I'm gonna give this one a five. I agree. I just liked it a slightly less than the last one. Um, 
but I, I mean, I'm, I'm loving this show so far. I just love the vibe of it. It just makes me feel how Spider-Man makes me feel, which is peak superhero content. Um, Hell yeah. That's exactly how I want all superhero stuff to make me feel. I guess other than superhero stuff like the boys, which makes me feel gross, <laughs> but well, also also I mean, in a good way. But <laughs> what do you expect, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess the next couple episodes are partially written by one of the guys that wrote a bunch of the what if episodes. Oh, interesting. So okay. Take from that what you will. I'm not sure it really means anything, but yeah, um, yeah it should be interesting. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely not downer on this show. Um, I think it's good so far. I love the representation. I think it's just, it's got to take its time and I hate an origin so much. See, I, I still, I, I don't know. I guess there's something about a good origin that I like. And I do think this is a good origin that I, I guess I, I don't even know if I prefer like an origin or just jump right into it. I think both. Obviously, if they're if it's done well, who who cares? Either one works. But I don't know. I'm I'm really liking this. I feel like it's been a little while since we've had this traditional of a superhero origin story. So I think maybe that's why yeah. I'm I'm really into it. I'll tell you what. If they start leaning into the Inhumans, you're gonna see the hype trains start to go yeah. full blast. <laughs> yeah, I I believe it. Yeah. I hope they do. I love that shit. Yeah, I hope they do. Um, never mind. I was gonna do a spoiler. Never mind. All right, <laughs> let's jump over to recommendations. All right. I know you have something good for us this week. Well, I mean, <laughs> so br- brief Dark Souls update. It's still great, um, and it's still not as hard as uh, as people say. After after it clicks, once once it clicks. You're good on every Souls game forever, I, I would guess. I mean, I've only played the one, but I, from everything I see, they're all pretty much the same. So, big fan. Uh, if you wanted to try Dark Souls, don't let it intimidate you. It's not that hard. Go for it. But my real, my real um, recommendation is the movie Spiderhead, starring Chris Hemsworth on Netflix. Um, brand new movie just came out a couple days ago as we're recording this. It is, it's really good. It's like a, it's like a psychological thriller. Um, he, Chris Hemsworth plays like a scientist who, an American scientist, does a really good American accent, um, who is basically testing these drugs on people that are, uh, it's basically like they make you feel different emotions very quickly and, and, and really strongly. And you can just like control how much of it you get just from an app. So it's like one of them makes you laugh a lot. One of them makes you like super paranoid. One of them makes you, uh, feel like you're in love. It's like shit, shit like that. And it's basically, he is running this facility testing these drugs on criminals who have volunteered to be a part of this study rather than be traditionally incarcerated. And it's really good. It's not like going to blow your mind or anything, but it's like a, it's a super good thriller with really good performances. Um, Miles Teller's also in it. If anybody's a Miles Teller fan, there you go. But, uh, but Chris Hemsworth does a really good job. 
I mean, that, that man is fucking beautiful. It doesn't make sense how attractive he is. Um, and it's weird to I see him, him as like a real person. Did you say you're not into him? No, I said I'd do him. Okay. I was about to say, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but uh, biceps are like the size of my waist. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. But and and it, and it is weird to see him like as a normal person. Um but like he's he's just I guess it's it's probably a testament to his acting cuz it really that went away like instantly. Like it really seemed like a totally different character. I wasn't spending the whole movie being like, "Oh, well that's Thor." It was just like huh. yeah, it, it was yeah, it was a d- totally different character. It's super good. It's the it's uh yeah, for for all the shit Netflix gets, and it's correct shit. I mean, their quality has gone down a lot. They s- cancel shows they shouldn't cancel, but I to, I feel like their movies are pretty good, at least lately. I'm now um, realizing I'm not sure if I've seen another movie with Chris Hemsworth in it that isn't Thor, with the exception of Star Trek. Which he was in before yep, Thor. Yep, and he, I mean he was only in that for about five minutes. So. Right. I don't know if I've seen any other movies with him. Yeah, I think I am. Uh, I think I'm the same because I haven't seen the Ghostbusters that he's in, and I haven't seen the Men in Black that he's in. What else was he in? Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, you know, I'm sure I saw that years ago, but I have no memory of it at all. Yeah, I'm like looking through his IMDb. Black Hat, Red Dawn. He was oh Rush. Rush would probably have been the one I would have seen, but I don't know if I saw that one. I can't remember. The Cabin yeah, in the no. Woods. What? I have no memory of him being in the Cabin in the Woods, but I have seen that. Rush is that one? Uh, uh, the racing movie. I don't think I've seen. It. Apparently, he was in the Godzilla remake and Interstellar. What? He's an interstellar. I've, what? I've, I mean, I've seen those, but I don't. I have no memory of him. Interstellar. I don't. Inter. No, it's interceptor. Is no, it? it's interstellar. Inter. I don't see it on his IMDb. Interstellar. Oh, I'm. I'm looking at the uh, the the Google Chris Hemsworth actor movies page. Let's see, Chris Hemsworth, interstellar. Maybe it's a mistake. Uh, that would be pretty surprising. What? I have no idea. I'll have to look. <laughs> I don't remember him in that movie, but why? Trio cast in Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. Let's see. I got yeah. nothing. Hemsworth. Yeah, I don't think he's in that movie. It must be some type of mistake. What did Chris Hemsworth? Uh, oh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, it's a, it's a. Oh, he's in an SNL bit. Apparently, like a space SNL skit or something. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going. I'm just going off what Google told me. But uh, Google, Google done fucked up. Be, yeah, Google can often be wrong. But yeah, I, I don't... I mean, I, so I guess I have seen movies with him, but I don't remember his parts. Yeah, so I, yeah, it'd be weird. I'll, I'll have to check that one out. What was the name of the movie? Spiderhead. Spiderhead. What a name. 
Yeah, it, it refers to... It doesn't refer to him. It refers to uh, basically the main room that a lot of the movie takes place in where there are, like... He's, he can, like, observe other rooms from this, like, the, the spider head room. Interesting. He can observe the patients. Sounds kinky. Indeed. Spiderhead. All right. Netflix. I'm still, I'm bumming off of someone's Netflix now that I got rid of it. Because every now and again, something comes out that I want to watch. So Yeah. Um, all right. For me, it's it's a little bit quick for me. I don't. I've just been reading books. I just finished the second Expanse book. Wow, you are burning through those. Yeah, I blasted. I I read like four books in the last like two weeks, which is crazy for me. I'm a very slow reader, and I'm blasting through it. So, um, I just finished that book. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I read it really quickly. Um, I was reading. reading a, what's that? What is what's the big so. The show basically parallels the books by season. And pretty much at the end of every season, there's like a huge paradigm shift of the of this story, which is one of the reasons why I like it. What is the big thing that happened at the end of the second book? Which So at the end of the second book, that's when all of these like crazy like alien zombies get shot off towards Mars, but yes. the outer planet... Oh my god, you still have so much more to go! That's like the least crazy part of this story. Right, oh yeah, the god. outer pl- planet alliance basically stops them before like Earth and Mars can. Um, Holy but shit, then, it gets so much crazier. Basically, like at the very end of the second book, something gets launched off of Venus... That is like part of yep. the proto molecule, yep, yep. and that's and then it just ends. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, you have so. I mean, you don't even know what you're in for. <laughs> yeah. So I have I have books three and four sitting on my shelf right now, um, but I am bouncing back between books right now. Um, this of different subjects. So right now I'm reading uh, the Clocks by Agatha Christie, which is another Hercule Poirot detective novel. Um, but it. the other book I wanted to recommend is there's a new James Bond book that came out that I read in between um, the two Expanse books that's called With a Mind to Kill. It's by Anthony Horowitz. Um, he is like the most recent James Bond author. He wrote three books, Trigger Mortis, which is a great name, uh, Forever and a Day, which is like a prequel to Casino Royale, and then With a Mind to Kill. Uh, which happens after The Man with the Golden Gun. So they all kind of take place during Ian Fleming's James Bond timeline. And he is, without a doubt, by far the best like post-Ian Fleming James Bond author. It's so good. Wow, um, I was it. reading another book, and then this book came in the mail. I put the other book down, and I just blasted through this one. It was quite good. So um, if you're interested in James Bond shit, I would highly recommend all three of his books. Uh, this newest one being with a mind to kill, very good. Love it. Six out of six Infinity Stones. Wow. So, with that, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up at Infinity Rewatch on Twitter. Uh, you could shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at Gmail dot com. Make sure to include the subject line. Fuck the billionaires. Welcome.